I'll cut off story this week. At number 11, it would be Marriott plans to spray disinfect guest rooms. This is a much, much needed, much, much necessary procedure in the age of COVID-19. And if you want more details on that one, you'll just have to go to our website, click the link for this week's podcast and read the links from there. All the links from all the stories we'll talk about will be at the podcast site at thisisconversation.com. But what you're really here for is to find out what stories were the top 10 stories, the best stories per se you this week. And we'll get to that in mere moments here on the weekly wrap up with me, Jay Cleveland Payne. This is show for the week ending April the 25th, 2020. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. This is the weekly wrap-up show. This is a show that wraps up the week in news, and it does it with your help. Actually, you do most of the heavy lifting, to be totally honest. What we do here at The Conversation Project, the whole name of the thing is, we gather news, we aggregate news from various different sources from around the Internet, and we let you tell us which ones are the most conversationals. We used to have a tagline about staying off the news Chiron, but right now the Chiron is all about COVID-19. So a lot of stories will be COVID-19 related, and then there'll be some out there that you may have missed because of all the major coverage. If you're a news junkie, you may get in some of these. If you're not, these are some things that may lift your spirits or bring your ire up just a bit slightly because you didn't see it before. But it's very simple. You just do what you're already doing with your social media life as it is. You visit us as you check in on Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter, our handle is TH underscore conversation. And Facebook, look for This is the Conversation. And, of course, on Facebook, make sure we are sent to be a prime default feed into your feed. That that was not grammatically correct, but make sure that we're coming up in your feed so you, you can see us coming up naturally. And as stories pop in throughout the day, we post a new story link about every 50 minutes or so. You just engage with it, like it, love it, hate it, share it. If it's something that is interesting to you and more interesting than what's being yacked about right now, you engage with that story. And as you engage with it, the higher engagement it gets, the higher score goes, and then we take this tally from Friday morning at midnight to Friday morning about 4 or 5 in the morning-ish, and we see what scores, what stories are the top tens per se you. That's the ones that you say are the most conversation of the week. And we'll do that in a few moments in the first segment. Second segment, we'll go through the bottom five stories, including the very bottom story this week, which we always call the almost relevant story this week. And this week, it's actually fairly relevant to podcasting. We'll tell you about that in a bit. We had 204 distinct different stories posted this week. So we'll go through 10 and five. And then we'll wrap things up with sort of the numbers, the inside baseball stuff, how things happen. And if there's any thing we have to correct, nothing correct, no corrections from last week or so, but anything that seems kind of weird in the numbers. And this week we had a couple of things we'll talk about here, but let's go ahead and get into the top 10. But remember, this podcast is powered by you. We'll talk more about that in a minute as well. But you can be a sponsor on Patreon by going to thisisaconversation.com slash Patreon. Or you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Payne and be a financial sponsor there. Click on any links you see at our newsletter or at our website. There are affiliate links that help us get a little bit paid in. And, of course, share the podcast with your friends. And the biggest thing you can do is if you have any questions, just just talk to us. The conversation inbox at gmail.com is our main website to gather in all of the love and sometimes some of the hate that is the conversation project. So let's go ahead and get into the countdown for this week with the stories that you said were the most important news stories to see. 
And this one, starting off at number 10, is a virtual tie with the story at number 11, the cutoff story. The reason why it's a 10, the other one isn't, is because this story actually is younger. We posted this story on Thursday, the 23rd of April, while the other one was posted the day before on Wednesday. This one got to that same number in the shortest amount of time, so it's more important. So there's no bump in response. It's just a bit younger than the other one. We'll explain a bump in response in the next story. But this story headline reads like this. Two cats are first U.S. pets to test positive for coronavirus. And we posted, as we said, on Thursday this week. Uh, Now, this is something that should not get you too alarmed, although up to this point, we believe that pets were immune to the coronavirus. Now, the the cats tested positive for coronavirus. The cats, as far as I remember from the story, recovered from the virus. So the, the way it interacts with other species, not humans, it is uh, it is not quite known yet. We're kind of dealing with the people first, not so much the cats. But it is a reminder that your pets can be affected by what's going on and can get sick as well. Not just with coronavirus, but other things going on. So make sure your pets are healthy. And you may need to limit some of your exposure if you are positive to your animals. And if your animals actually, if you're outside animals and get to roam around and things that you're not really keeping up with, you may need to limit the exposure that your pets have just in general, which is always safety to have and with you at this time where we don't know where a lot of things are going. The story at the number nine spot, Kawhi Leonard loses copyright lawsuit with Nike over claw logo. We posted this on Thursday, the 23rd of April as well. This gets a bump in response. That means more people responded to this story than the last story by 5.8%. Now, we're not going to read a lot of the stories anymore. That's something that's a change. We'll talk about in the third segment of how things are changing and make this thing happen. But you should check out this link if you are a big fan of copyright law, business sense, and, of course, Kawhi Leonard, who uh, lost his copyright lawsuit over the week for the Claw logo with Nike. Nike fighting back and forth on what they're doing with their their stuff because everybody's not making money right now. So Kawhi Leonard has been fighting the fight to make sure all's going well with his logo. And he right now is not winning that one. He may have won an actual NBA championship, but right now he's not winning in court. You can check out more, like I said, on all the stories you have posted or just this one in particular, because it's really, really interesting by going to our website. This is the conversation.com. Click the link for all the stories It's on the inside link for this week's podcast. The story we have sitting at number eight this week is Starbucks China adds Beyond Meat, Omnipork, and Oatly options to the menu. This happened, or at least we told you about it happening, on Wednesday the 22nd of April. And this gets a bumper response of 24.68%. Now, this one is an interesting play, but it's not so much all that unusual, something that people's not unexpected. Of course, non-meat meat options are becoming a big thing. And it's oddly enough, overseas non-meat meat options are a very big thing. The real push behind these things are supposedly a way to actually give us something that tastes like meat and gives us protein in a time where we may not have access to real meat, essentially setting us up for the future when we're in Mars or something like that. But there are people who are looking for this as a more or less healthier option or a quote-unquote vegan-ish option, even though they're not technically all that healthy or vegan-ish. They're doing a big push in China because these are places where they eat a lot and do a lot and actually are more amenable to these types of these types of play in diet. So we're going to see how well this works with the vast overlay of things going on in China, and we'll see how it goes when they expand 
here. China is a very large test market, so we'll see how well it works there and how well it works here in the States when it eventually does get here. Now, right now, those sort of options aren't necessarily the most economical. In fact, you think about the Impossible Whopper at Burger King. If it's a meat substitute and it costs more than meat, then what's the point? Well, at some point, it will get cheaper. It will get, quote unquote, better. And we'll see it more or less on par with. And in some cases where there are shortages of meat, uh, as good as places like that. Let's move to the story at number seven. And I have to be honest with you with this one. This one was out there a little longer than than it was till I thought to put it out there. And even when I did, it was more or less thinking about it as a filler space. And this is one you guys actually responded to. So this is a person from a band I am not familiar with. But, of course, this is not about me. This is about what you think is most conversational. Story at number seven, falling in reverse guitarist Derek Jones dies at 35. We posted this on Thursday, the 23rd of April. Again, bumper response of 11.46% from the number eight story. And for those of you who don't know, and I didn't know, a very quick look into this gentleman, Derek Jones. He's a guitarist for a post-hardcore rock band called Falling in Reverse. Uh, the cause of death when this was released is unknown. There's been no update to this article that we pulled off the MSM aggregator website. And uh, the article basically talked about his bandmates giving the details of the situation and what they're doing going forward. Now, one of the features of the podcast many lives ago, many iterations ago, was a very detailed listing of the people who passed, especially those that didn't make it into the top 10. We had a listing, a section of just other stories where we went over a listing of people who passed that week. And of course, right now with COVID-19, we're keeping an eye on those people who are either even normal people, regular normal people, and especially folks who are more famous who are passing in general. And of course, because of the, the virus, this is one that does not seem to be virus related. We don't know details on this one. If this one becomes one where we get more details, we'll definitely post it out there and we'll see how the response goes for that and update you on this one as it goes. But right now, as the story lies, falling reverse guitarist Derek Jones dies at the age of 35. Let's move on to the story that's sitting at number six this week. Autopsies find first U.S. coronavirus death occurred in early February, weeks earlier than previously thought. We posted this one on Wednesday, the 22nd of April. And it's just a bump response of 14.02% from the last story at seven. Go to the website, click the link for this story, and you can see more details on how this builds out and how things are getting even scarier. But what we're seeing right now is the first reported death happened in late February, at least in Washington state. At least that's where we got the first death from the uh, from the nursing home there. But we're seeing we're finding out that there were some cases in California about two weeks earlier where people died. But because no one was looking for anything like coronavirus they did not make a connection. They've also highlighted, given more detail to the first person who died, a woman who was a traveler because her job allowed her to travel a lot, but in the recent months had not done any travel and definitely had not been near China or Wuhan province. So this is showing us that community spread, uh, which is how they believe the first death came about in, in Washington, was going on much earlier and in much wider ranges. In fact, right now we're hearing some reports that are saying that there are some cases of belief that cases that community spread was happening in January that early. We will see more details come out on those stories, but you can check out this story and get the full details on this one by going to 
thisisaconversation.com. Click on the link for this week's podcast. It's for April the 25th, 2020, and see links to this one and all the stories we talk about today. Number five story this week headline, Derek Jeter foregoing salary indefinitely. Other Marlins execs taking pay cuts. Uh, sorry for the bad reading. Monday, the 20th of April, the day we posted this one, just slight bump in response, 2.46%. Uh, Derek Jeter, who has been known as a good guy on basically all levels, in, as a pro athlete, as a retired athlete, as a just superstar in general, and right now as an exec running the Florida Marlins. He is not getting paid, and he can do that because he has a lot of backup money to deal with. But right now, he's not taking a salary, and most of the top execs are taking some sort of cut in order to make sure that the rest of the personnel are getting paid. People are being taken care of. No one's getting rich in Cronaville and baseball not knowing when we're going to start again. In fact, if people are sort of screaming if, you know, the South Koreans, if they can put robots in the stands, why can't we do that here? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Baseball is not happening anytime soon. So because of that, they have to keep all the people in place for when it does come back and just keep them in place because it's the right thing to do. Derek Jeter doing another cool thing by being just Derek Jeter-ish. If there's any bad things out there that people have on Derek Jeter, uh, I can't understand how, because it doesn't seem like the guy can do any wrong. Thank you, Derek Jeter, for doing just this. You didn't have to. You don't have to, but you're doing this, and you are. Um, this is being modeled by other sports leagues and other guys in baseball where top execs are not taking full pay or taking pay cuts or or, or, or screwing the pay for a while uh, in order to make sure that most people are taken care of. In fact, it's trickling down a lot of cases, too. People that work in sessions, people that work janitorial services, people that do support on the side, uh, those folks that may not be big money, but it's some money. And they're trying to do the best to take care of everybody who are who is looking for that, even if it's just extra or especially if it's something that they depend on throughout their year. Let's move on to the story at number four, which is Joe Rogan is testing podcast guests for coronavirus. Saturday, the 18th of April, we posted this one, bump of response of 3.2%. And this is a story that you have to kind of read to kind of get into. Now, uh, what happened is a comedian who's, Joe Rogan is still doing his podcast and still having people show up in his studio to do his podcast. And a comedian who was who was promoting his Netflix special was talking about it. It's like, yeah, and, and Joe Rogan tested me for coronavirus. He's got a private there's a private um, clinic with a physician who will basically do your concierge coronavirus test. And Joe Rogan is paying for the test. The guy said he got a test because Joe Rogan paid for it. People who want to go hang out with Joe Rogan for the 80 hours that he records a podcast are being tested for coronavirus in L.A. And you, too, for a not so crazy price, actually, can make sure you have a test. If you want a test, you're just going to pay a big chunk of money and it's going to be done in some concierge hospital in L.A. So check it out. You want more details on how Joe Rogan is doing this. But essentially, he's paying a doctor extra money to put his test ahead of schedule and they're testing him quickly so that he can get his podcast guests in the can and on the internet air. It's not really the air because it's the internet, but that's how it goes. Moving on to the story at number three, this story headline reads oil plunges below 70 for first time in unprecedented wipeout. Uh, Bloomberg news is the source of this. If that makes a difference, but everybody was all over this Monday, the 20th of April, 
This gets a bumper response from the story at number four of 56.59% because this was a big deal. This is something that I talked about on my personal page. This is something I talk about on my business-like Facebook page on how this is not good for business. And this is something that a lot of people were jumping on, especially people uh, that were bopping around in some of the uh, stock trading Facebook pages uh, who were jumping on the fact that oil is is cheap. It didn't stay at zero very long, and it does not do that. There are correctors in the markets to basically bump it back up at zero. So there is no chance where you're going to pull up to a gas station and the guy's going to you know, hand you a, a couple tanks of gas and say thank you so much and walk away and then throw a couple of bills at you while you're walking off. They're never going to pay you to gas up your car. However, the markets for people trying to make money on this, this is why it's such a serious thing. What's happening in real time for people who are producing oil, because you can't just stop, hit a button and turn the spigot off and shut down the oil. The oil doesn't stop coming. It just doesn't go anywhere for anybody to buy it. So in many cases, uh, oil companies are loading up all their empty tankers, driving them into the middle of the ocean and just chilling, waiting and hoping that in a few months it'll go back up so that when people have demand again, when it start being worth money again, they just pull the boats back up to the ships, back up to the ports, dump the oil and make the money from the deposits that they're having now. Because you can't do anything with oil that's just sitting there. And if nobody's buying it, it basically just sits there. There's only so much space we can do to, to keep to keep this excess oil. And it's just it's 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 a crazy time we have right now. Coronavirus is racking us physically, racking us economically and racking us mentally for because all these things come together. Hopefully we'll have some sort of semblance of normalcy, which is actually normal soon. In the meantime, we'll have plenty of stories like this, which are really big because you guys responded well to this one. But you also responded well to the story at number two. Number two is uh, an is a odd one for this week because this is a week where Facebook was the overtaker of everything when it's normally not that way. Number two story is the top Twitter story this week, and it's not the top story, so we'll talk about that in a second. But your headline for number number two is this. Six people in South Carolina died from coronavirus after going to the same funeral. Uh, we got that off complex.com. Uh, Saturday, the 18th is the day we posted this one. So this story, I believed going well into the week, was going to be near the top and probably the top. And it would have been if it weren't for that story at number one. So this and this is a very complex, pun intended, story. Now, life still has to go on in some stimulants here for COVID-19 uh, lockdowns and life and death goes on regardless of how you are living and what you're dying from. Uh, but this is a case where the social distancing is not did not work in this case. Go to the link at our website. This is a conversation dot com and click the link for the full story link for or link, link for the full story. And it's at the podcast link for this week. I was at link three times. Sorry about that. This is for the, the week ending April the 25th, 2020. Um, what, we, what we're seeing right now is very odd times where we, we're, we're, ha- we're saying goodbye to loved ones this way. In fact, in the last week, I have seen two funerals on Facebook, Facebook watch parties and Facebook lives where they've basically had a viewing uh, virtually with just a pastor there, maybe someone there to kind of tend things and keep things going. Someone running the camera, somebody maybe playing piano or playing a, a a track and that's it. That's how things are going. People are saying goodbye to their loved ones as they are dying from coronavirus, literally from 
FaceTime and the iPhone. It's really, really weird how we are not getting a chance to say goodbye. I'll say properly the, the way we're used to doing it. And here's a case where and it wasn't exactly it wasn't mega church like like numbers. But the gathering was large enough. Six people eventually died from the same from the virus. I'm not sure if that's what killed the person at the funeral. And so based on the numbers, three times at least that many people ended up being infected with it and maybe have infected other people. It's it's hard to wrap our brains around how this thing's affecting us and how it's really, really a big deal. But it it is. And you have to take it seriously and you have to really, really, really be careful with what's going on out there. There really is no way to say that other than say, be careful and take this very seriously. So let's go ahead and get into the fanfare that is the story at number one this week. As I said, this is an odd week because Facebook, while Facebook didn't overtake the entire uh, numbers this week, but Facebook really did overtake it with um, this one in particular. Definitely. We had a lot of high Facebook respondents and this one was off the charts. Literally, this one was the top Facebook story and the top story of the week. This gets a bump in response from the number two story. We just talked about the six people dying from the going to a funeral in South Carolina. That one bump response is 881 percent. Oh, yes, it's getting even wilder. Uh, going from the number 10 story this week, which is Kawhi Leonard losing his case on his lo- on his logo, on the claw logo in court, 2,845%. And from the almost relevant story this week, story at 204, we'll tell you what the headline is in the second segment, but it's more responsive than that story at the bottom by 25,100%. We've had much larger margins, but not in some time, and normally not just because of Facebook was on this. And if you are a subscriber to the Eight Things to Talk About newsletter, you will know where this one is. You'll know where I'm going. You'll know I am very happy with this story being here. Your headline, posted Wednesday, the 22nd of April, reads like this. Virginia teen gets stuck in watch machine during game of hide and seek. Yes, like as I said, if you were, if you are a subscriber to our newsletter, if you want to see about that, go to the website and you'll see links to subscribe to the daily newsletter. Monday through Thursday, we give you the stories that are out there, uh, the ones that are at the top of the list. So you can go into your next was for your work day, but I guess for your chat day, um, understanding what stories people are talking about. But this one was a big one. It was, uh, it was hilarious because all people are safe afterwards which is the most important thing. And so because it is the top story, we will take some time and go ahead and read this story in most of its entirety. It's, 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 well, it, it warms my heart and I have a cold, dark heart. So there you go. A Virginia teen is having a good laugh after a poor decision during a family game of hide and seek required a fire department rescue. Quote, we already had hid underneath the bed in the closet, and we couldn't go down into the basement, Amon Dancy, 18, said. So I was like, oh, okay, let's just hide in the washing machine. Dancy was playing with younger relatives Sunday when she got stuck in the appliance. A cousin found her and alerted the adults, who then called for help. Prince Williams County Department Fire and Rescue arrived at Woodbridge, Virginia, the Woodbridge, Virginia home about an hour, about 11 p.m. April 19th. Sorry for the bad reading. So the fire department came in and 
introduced themselves, and then asked her name and what happened, said Sunny Dancy, Amari's aunt, who documented the rescue effort on Instagram. Of course. She said, well, I was playing hide-and-seek, and he said, well, did you win? First responders were able to remove the top of the washing machine and make enough space to pull Amari out without injury, according to her aunt. I was really worried to see if they were going to get me out or not, the teen said. Once they figured out what to do, I just felt relieved. I just wanted to be out of there. Sunny Dancy said her relatives found the situation funny. She doesn't even normally play with the younger kids, Sunny Dancy said. Once she made it out of the laundry machine, Amara Dancy was able to see the humor in her predicament as well. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing, but all I can do is laugh it off, she said. I had a laugh out of it. My family had a laugh out of it. I'm okay. As long as I'm okay, that's all that matters to me. And yes, that's all that matters to me as well, Zach, that young Amani is okay, and she'll get over this, and hopefully not do anything so ridiculous. Now, for the commentary part, kids... Don't hide in washing machines. Don't hide in dryers. Don't hide in steamer trunks. Don't hide in refrigerators. Don't hide in appliances. Very, very bad idea. Why she decided she can just jump in a washing machine, I have no idea. But the good news is she is okay and we can have a laugh at this story and not talk about the tragedy of the story. That doesn't mean we can all jump into washing machines or dryers or refrigerators, or anything like that. It, it It's just sometimes common sense is not so common. She's 18, okay, she was playing with the kids, okay. It's all fun now, but let's not let this happen again. Let's learn from Amari, and if you want to really see what happened, go to the website, click the link for this week's podcast, April 25th, 2020, and you can see some the pictures from Instagram of the fire department who had to come out of their their firehouse and could not attend to any fires because they were unscrewing a washing machine to get a girl out. It's you, you check out the pictures. You will be amazed. What's also amazing is that we get this thing done and we got 204 different responses this week to talk about. And we'll talk about the bottom five in just a moment here on the weekly wrap up with Jay Cleveland Payne. This is for the week ending April the 25th, 2020. The Conversation Project is powered by you, and this week we're spotlighting me for you to help directly power what's going on. And it's just simple. Coronavirus has taken a hit on a lot of things. There are a lot of good podcasters out there, people that I'm following, uh, who people that I'm actually patrons of myself who are not getting a lot of stuff done because they're dealing in uh, double time with other things going on, uh, from not working their full-time job to be able to pay to get stuff going on, to not having the assessing the accessories are going on to make sure this side gig or some places this real gig is going well to just dealing with the anxiety of trying to be a homeschool parent to some people just dealing with the anxiety that is the anxiety and so i have been able to uh very blessed being able to put out things in a limited basis not quite as well as i want to in some cases just not in the 
the more situations that I want to. In fact, today I'm doing something a little bit different. I've actually in a back in a radio studio recording this between things going on at my 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 new radio gig, which isn't full time, which is a whole nother thing. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm using the good equipment, uh, but I'm doing it in off hours when, you know, I'd rather be doing other things. But this is important enough for me and important enough to get out to you that we're doing this. So today we're not going to talk about the sponsors that, that you can get into. We're, we're just going to talk about sponsoring me directly through one source. We're trying to work on making sure that there's no way a single dollar gets out of hand. If you have a dollar and want to give it to me, you can get it to me. But right now I'm asking you to go to this website. Buymeacoffee.com slash J Cleveland Payne. Buymeacoffee.com slash J Cleveland Payne. J is the letter J, Cleveland like the city, P A Y N E. And this is going, this is a, a big pot that I use just kind of a generic uh, funding for more better media for all the media stuff I'm doing. So essentially, you're helping to fund some of the other podcasts that aren't getting done, aren't getting the love they should get that. Just time is not allowing it to happen. So if you believe we've got quality content, if you've got a couple bucks and want to help me out by throwing a couple bucks in the can so I can get a cup of coffee or essentially pay some of these bills, buy me a coffee.com slash Payne. You can sign up there for the equivalent of coffee, three bucks or so just for, for there. You can also sign up for buy me a coffee monthly, a subscription base there. And there's also now a brand new, I'm not saying you need to do that, but there is a pay what you want function there at the website. So if you want to give a little more uh, because you feel it, I'm not going to not accept it. So as we say, the conversation project and essentially everything I do in my media stuff and podcast and stuff via more better media is powered by you. You listen to it. You respond to it. You give me updates for it. You do the work for the giving me what I have to talk about every week. So if that's the case, if what I'm providing is good enough for you, other than just sharing the podcast with as many people as possible, which is absolutely free and does wonders on its own. I'm just ask if this is good enough. If you got a few bucks, I will take it. I will put it into the work here. We'll keep things going here. And I thank you so much in advance. Give some contrast to how big the top 10 are. We give you the bottom five. Now, if all goes according to some semblance of a plan, which right now is not looking like it's going to go that way. The bottom five is moving to the third segment again, back when we talked about the bottom stuff. And we'll talk about the numbers and the bottom five, or at least the very bottom one in the third segment. We're hoping to bring back in the, the brackets game, the interview segment in segment two. We're still crossing our fingers, to make that work out. So for right now, Without further ado, we'll talk about the contrast in the top 10 with giving you the bottom five. Going all the way down to 204 this week, starting at number 200. Not much contrast, not much connection, just basically the headline and kind of what's going in there uh, and when it was posted to kind of give you some sense of how things were going. Remember, things go from Friday to Friday here in our countdown. So sometimes most of the stories that are in the bottom five are stories that were posted later Thursday earlier the Friday of the day of recording this day, of course, being recording actually on Saturday, Saturday, the 25th. This time, a lot of the old stories are old stories and low top, low scoring stories that just didn't get any response. Starting with number 200, as we said, lazy town actress who played Stephanie becomes a TikTok sensation after posting video in that pink costume. 
this we pulled from the standard UK edition online. And what happened was the second Stephanie in the Lazy Town series that was on a few years ago. My daughter loved it, by the way, uh, just donned the pink wig and donned a costume that I hope wasn't the same costume because she's quite older at this point and was just kind of doing chores and hanging out and doing voristic stuff as Stephanie which kind of shows how foristic we are. We posted that on Friday the 17th, so that tells you how long that one lasted at the low end. Maybe you guys aren't as foristic as I believe you are, but we'll see next week when something really foristic actually pops up in here. Now, let's go to story 201. No need to wipe down food packaging during coronavirus pandemic, FDA says. That's from the New York Post. Sunday the 19th is the day we posted that one, so if you want to go deeper into that story, click the link for this week's podcast, but... It's basically saying the time you're spending wiping down your food from the stores is basically a waste of time because most of the stuff is is clean when it goes up. And of course, things are being sanitized by the store workers. And while there is the danger of a infected person bumping it and leaving their materials to infect you at home, that's not exactly how this thing works. So you're probably not getting much out of wiping down your food packaging when you bring it home. Friday, the 24th of April. That was literally early in the morning as we gathered this one. This story, I expected to not get a lot of love, but it, it didn't. So we're talking about it slightly here. Cody Rhodes files trademark to get his full name back from WWE. Very quickly, Cody Rhodes is a professional wrestler. His name, Cody Rhodes, because his real name is not Rhodes. It's Cody Runnels, his actual legal name. But he, he wrestled on the name Cody Rhodes for a while, and then he went under the name Stardust for a character in WWE. When he left, he got very, very serious into starting his own promotion and very, very good at it. In fact, it is it is competing very well with the WWE. But because of trademarks, they won't allow him to use his name Cody Rhodes. But he's using Cody because they, that's his first name. So he's known by Cody, but because WWE let the trademark lapse, they, he is trying to get his full name back so he can use that going promotionally forward. Marking another famous death here inside of This Is The Conversation's weekly wrap-up show, The Spot at 203. This one posted on Saturday the 18th. So we had a lot of stories that kind of snuck in but didn't get a lot of attention because of whatever was around it. This one, former Oak Ridge Boys singer Gary McSpadden dies at age 77. Now, maybe that's an issue where people who were kind of engaging with the stories have no idea who the Oak Ridge boys are or what they are or what they um, mean towards music but this is a fairly big story and it's a, it turned out to be almost almost irrelevant the actual almost relevant story we have this week is listed at number 204 here's the headline and it's not quite as irrelevant as you think it just happened to pop up in the middle of a window where nobody paid attention to it Headline is Apple Podcast surpasses 1 million podcasts posted on Saturday, the 18th of April, just like the story before it did. This one, of course, as we said, is less responsive than the first story, the number one story, I should say, not the first story, uh, by 25,100%. I'm not going to read you the story because it's self explanatory. There are a million podcasts on Apple Podcasts. The old iTunes, new iTunes, whatever you want to call it. There's a million podcasts that can be found on the Apple ecosystem. So if you open up your brand new iPhone and you open up the Apple Podcast app and you're looking for something to listen to, there are a million different things out there to listen to. Now, it's not quite as simple as a million things to listen to, actually. It actually is a bit more complicated. 
There are a million podcasts out there, but not all of them have actually been updated in recent memory. And so what you have is about uh, about a, a, a third of those podcasts out there are something like serial where people listen to the podcast, but it's not like they're being updated every single week. It had a, a short run and it's out there to listen to. It still exists in the definition as a podcast, but it's out there. So you're listening to this one podcast right here at this very moment. It's one of a million podcasts out there. How did you find it? And if you weren't listening to this podcast and you wanted something like this or specifically this one right here, how do you find it? Getting geeky real quick. Podcasts have a bit of a discovery problem. And most of that problem lies in the fact that there are a million podcasts on iTunes and Apple ecosystem alone. There are some out there that have not been submitted to iTunes and some out there who've not been properly submitted for all the technical terms to make it work. So there's plenty of stragglers out there. And if it just went from 800,000 to a million in about a year or less or so, you can guess how many more podcasts will be out there. Now, many of them going back to the complaining part, uh, get 10 or 12 episodes and then die. And they're stuck out there in the massive noise that's out there to filter through. But there's that many podcasts out there. I am shocked that anybody can even get anything that's more or less popular unless it's essentially an NPR podcast or a famous person's podcast where that ultra mega platform is already built into getting to it. How any independent podcaster can get any traction these days. I know I'm having issues with my podcasts, all of them. So hopefully a million podcasts out there in the ecosystem just means there's more people willing to go out there and try them. And maybe I can get mine in front of few of those extra people, even if there's a million to fight through to get around. Rant over. In just a minute, we'll get to the numbers, the breakdowns of how things sort of worked out this week. Not a lot of things that are really, really crazy, so that will go off pretty quickly. But, of course, I have to remind you right now that you're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up. It is a podcast with Jay Cleveland Payne. It is for the week ending April 25th, 2020. So what I just finished was a rant on way too many podcasts out there to get my podcast heard. I am also responsible for a new podcast joining that realm of podcasting and being out there in a way of me getting heard. I produce a radio show that gets chopped up and rebroadcast, repurposed for a podcast called Multi-Ethnic Conversations with Pastor Mark DeMoz. Mark DeMoz is the founding pastor of my church, Mosaic Church in Central Arkansas, and he has had a mission for over 20 years where he has been leading, uh, he, has, he didn't create it, but he's been leading a charge on multi-ethnic churches and now leading a charge on more financially diverse churches, more or less two different things wrapped up in one in his church. And it's a church that's an amazing church that gets a lot of stuff done with very little. So if you saw it in action, you would see what's there. You can also now hear some of the action of it uh, via a radio show. If you're listening to Central Arkansas, it's heard on 93.3 The Fish, also 105.5 and 103.3 Rejoice. Uh, it's also, as we say, a podcast. So look for multi-ethnic or multi-ethnics, whether you want to say it, conversations uh, with Mark DeMoz. It's fresh. It's brand new. So it's growing in popularity, but it is essentially where your pods are cast. It's all over the Apple. It's all over the Spotify. Uh, it lives on Buzzsprout. So if you're Buzzsprout 
subscriber. You can find it there. But multi-ethnic conversations with Mark DeMoz. Look for it out there right now and get in on the conversation. I have a podcast and a project that's about having conversations. This is a different batch of conversations you should check out and try. It is multi-ethnic conversations with Mark DeMoz. This is the Spotlight Podcast we have for this week. The Twitter to Facebook responses, that's how you guys respond to stories based on the platforms, is normally nine to one. For every nine responses on the Twitter, we get one on Facebook. So it's 90% to 10% thereabouts. This week, not quite flipped on his head, but because of a lot of stories that got a lot of Facebook love, and especially the story of the young girl getting caught in the washing machine, which got a whole lot of laughs and responses and just all sorts of craziness on the Facebook side, more or less, more than on the Twitter side. The response was engagement was 37.58% on the Facebook side, which was well beyond what it normally is. And on the Twitter side, 62.42%. Still plenty of responses overall and still more or less in the range of numbers that we do normally. It wasn't a massive number that overweighted how many people responded in general. Still more or less general numbers. It just it was a large response for a lot of Facebook folks. Uh, this week. And in true response, as we said, the engagement of the number one story this week was a quarter of all engagement. That meant the engagement for the top 10 stories gave us 38.58%. Normally, the top 10 are about 25%, but since the first one took that all on its own, the rest just added on to that one. The bottom, not all that impressive, only about 0.63% of the stories. We are working on ways for you to get access to all the stories in between, so check out our website. This is a conversation.com. Click the link for this week's podcast, episode for April the 25th, 2020. We will have links for all the stories we talked about today, all including the one that we more or less skipped over, the number 11 cutoff story as well, plus a link to go to a second page inside the week and see what stories didn't make the cut because they're in the middle. Weirdly enough, the middle stories don't make the cut. You can see a long list of stories with very little context other than their ranking for the week by going to our website, this is a conversation.com and clicking for this week's podcast. You can go to our website anytime you want to and see what's going on. We have plenty of things for you to check out there. And we also love for you to check out the sponsors we have on the page. Anytime you click a sponsor link and buy buy through them, it's an affiliate link that helps us keep the lights on and keeps things going. You can also visit the page for ways to help keep us going directly by becoming a Patreon sponsor, helping out, buy me a cup of coffee, or we even take your cash app and your Venmo. We are not going to shy away from a dollar. If you want to give it to us, we will find a way to hold on to it and use it for the greater good. Thank you very much. I want to put some spotlights on also the Spotlight Podcast for this week, which is Multi-Ethnic Conversations with Mark DeMoz, which is heard on the radio in Central Arkansas on The Fish and Rejoice, but of course, podcast-wise, wherever your pods are cast. Check it out if you're looking for a not so much a controversial perspective onto how a church works, but maybe a different perspective than what your church has been t- teaching. Check out what Mark has been doing for over 20 years and maybe you might want to join in on part of the help and help your church do that as well. The biggest things you can do about this podcast right here is make sure that you are sharing it with other people, Uh, share it with friends, share it with enemies, share it with random strangers who pop up in your Zooms because they stole the accounts. Since they're there, share the podcast, get more love for that. We need more people in the conversation to have better conversations and have greater data and greater numbers of what stories are really more important. 
Yes, we'll have plenty of people talking about injecting bleach next week, but we don't want the sensationalist of all that going on. We want stories people really have that touch their heart. That's what we're really looking for with the Conversation Project. Follow us on Facebook at This Is Conversation. Make sure we're defaulted to your feed so we show up. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. Instagram, we're on there as well. And just let us know how things are going. When a story pops up in your feed every 50 minutes, like it, love it, hate it, share it. Do what you need to do to respond to it. The more engagement it gets, the higher the score it gets or the lower score it gets. We find out where it fits within a week's worth of a podcast just like this. For any questions, comments, or concerns, email us at theconversationinbox at gmail.com and find other things I may have going on at jclevenpain.net. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne for all the folks that helped put together this thing called the, wrap, the Weekly Wrap-Up and all the work behind This Is Conversation's website. Thank you so much. The Conversation Project thanks you very much. And we'll, we'll be back next week in some similar fashion. We'll see if we'll up or down the technology to give you a podcast that allows you to hear what the top 10 stories you pick for the week are. And we call that the Weekly Wrap-Up. Thank you. We'll see you next week.